On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, the College Commitment Parade continues. We chat with a pair of Dogs Academy products planning their stateside futures. Welcome to episode 111 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. Imagine being in high school and having to move across the country to not only keep chasing your dream, but learn a new language in the process. That was the case with Simon Lucinia. The Quebec native has not only been outstanding for Dogs Academy, but he's also been turning heads at the Tournament 12 in Toronto, Perfect Game, and the Junior National Team this spring before COVID hit. The 6'5", 210-pound right-hander is considered a top Canadian prospect for the 2021 MLB Draft, constantly ranked in the top 10 by Canadian Baseball Network. We caught up with Lucinia earlier this week to talk about those rankings, his journey in baseball so far, and his commitment to Stetson University. Simon, welcome, and thanks for joining us on the podcast. Oh, of course. You announced your commitment to Stetson in the spring. What made you land on that school as a place that you wanted to keep the baseball dream going? Yes, of course. So um, they first approached me. I was in grade nine, and um, I really wanted a good school with uh, a good academic program because this is very important for me because you really need a second plan in in life if uh, baseball doesn't work. So um, school is very important for me. So, um, yeah, I was talking to schools and I had actually a great connection with the coach from Stetson. So uh, on my birthday, actually, in March 2019, I committed there. And from now on, um, I'm supposed to sign my letter of intent in November. So I'm pretty excited about it. And I'm supposed to go in Florida and july 2021 so that would be nice that's got to be a different kind of experience you're a quebec kid ending up in florida of all places that's got to be a a bit of an exciting process and not only for you know the baseball side but also also obviously the weather side as well yeah of course um i mainly chose florida because i love the weather there i mean it's humid and i love humidity for a pitcher because the ball gets sticky so i find it easier and I mean, I mean, it's just great weather compared to Canada, which is cold and we have winter. So, yeah, it's definitely great weather. How many different schools had you been looking into? And, and talk a little bit about the, the education part as well. Do you have a specific uh, train of thought when it comes to the program you might want to take down the line here at Stetson? Yeah, so I talked to a lot of schools, actually. And the schools that we were, I was kind of debating in between were... Oregon State, Oregon, Vanderbilt, UNC, um, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia was were probably like my biggest uh, my biggest schools that I was debating in. And one program that I can I'm pretty interested in is uh, medicine because I want to be orthopedic surgeon. So um, that is a program that I'm leaning towards to. And um, if everything goes great with my grades, uh, that is a program that I would. I would study in. 
And obviously front and center for you probably happens to be the, the baseball side as well. I mean, you've, you've been pretty well lauded in terms of, uh, you know, your, your draft prospects are concerned. I know Canadian baseball network has you ranked pretty high. Do you pay attention to stuff like that? Or do you just allow your, your play to kind of dictate how, how good you're feeling? Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, rankings, they don't mean anything. I mean, they kind of mean an idea of where the, um, the player is at. But for me, I don't, I don't even take a look at it. Like sometimes I just, I have a friend who tells me like, Hey, you're, you're third on rankings of Canadian baseball network. I'm like, it doesn't dictate, um, how you play on the field, what you, um, what you, how do you work out? Um, what's your work ethic? So, um, and are you a warrior on the field? Are you a bulldog? What's your attitude? That doesn't dictate um, that for me. So, um, no, I don't take a look at it. And I think, I think I'm the best pitcher in Canada. And that's from my perspective. I don't really care what people think of. I'm pretty confident in myself. And if confidence is key for me, uh, especially as a pitcher. So, no, I don't take a look at those rankings. Where does that confidence come from? Um, I would say I built it. I didn't have any confidence before when I was in Quebec and going to Alberta, um, kind of made me mature a lot because you tend to live by yourself in a built family, but, um, just knowing myself more and, um, you know, you have a lot of teammates that tell you that, that tells you that you are good, but your performance sometimes, uh, are off. But I mean, since I'm in, uh, I'm in Alberta, my performance has been very good. And my confidence went up, and I think uh, thinking about it, confidence is key, just like I said. So, um, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm just very confident. I'm not cocky, I would say. I'm just confident. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about that decision to come to Alberta in the first place. What was it that made you decide, hey, you know what, this is an opportunity I can't pass up, and uh, I'm going to move away from home? Yeah, very good question. Um, actually, I moved out of Quebec because, um, in Quebec, we have the 12th grade and the 13th grade, uh, which is uh, outside of high school because high school stops at 11th grade. So we graduate in grade 11. And I did not want to do that 13th grade. So um, I was looking uh, to move either to the States or in Canada. And uh, the dogs came up to me and they said, like, hey, do you want to come in Alberta to do 12th grade? So I thought about it. And I saw that the program was actually great. Pitching coaches were super good. Um, the educa- education uh, was actually very good, too, in Alberta. So um, everything just added up. And moving away, my parents were totally good with me. They were like, hey, I think that's a good decision. It's your decision. Uh, you'll be a man soon. So, um, yeah, now I just built here. And it's one of the best decisions I made in my life because the progress I made, especially in English too, if you want to go to university and I was like only speaking French when I was in Quebec, now I'm like bilingual, I'd say. So that would help a lot for pre-university. So, yeah. What's that experience been like for you personally? What's it meant to you to be able to see the leaps and bounds that you've made just on your own? Um, I think it's great, to be honest. It, it kind of makes me realize how the adult life is. Because um, um, sometimes you just, you're by yourself at home 
and uh, you got to cook, you got to go for groceries, and you got to do everything by your own by your own now. Because I mean, my friends are in Quebec, and I manage my own bank account. I do my own appointments. Um, so I think it's just getting me to a better person and maturing a lot. Um, so I'm very thankful for that uh, experience. Did anybody in particular take you under their wing to maybe help you with that transition from your way of life in Quebec to this new way of life here in Alberta? Um, I, I, a lot of my friends here uh, helped me for sure. Uh, I mean, just by little things, friends not laughing about your accent or when you make mistakes when you speak in English, makes it makes a huge difference. Just that confidence booster of not worrying about if your English is okay or if it's bad. And I would say I'm a guy who thinks a lot um, and wonders about almost everything. So I think about a lot of stuff. So I would say I'm, I help myself a lot too. I suppose a big part of it too is is sports can be the great equalizer, I suppose. If you can play, you can play kind of thing. And you almost gain that camaraderie and that friendship through the sport itself. And then all of a sudden you've got a bunch of people that are in your in your corner uh, cheering you on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I would say sports are just a... You can relate a lot of stuff from sports to life. And um, I do that very often. Just by, uh, if you don't feel great one day and you got to start, um, I mean, you got to pitch even if you don't feel great in life. If you got to go to school and you don't feel great, you got to go to school and perform either way. So I would say, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about what got you into the game of baseball in the first place. What was it that captured your attention? Yeah, it's pretty funny, actually, because uh, I was playing soccer. Not really like the sport, but uh, I was walking the the park with my dad and I just saw those kids playing baseball. My, I told my dad, uh, I'll come try baseball. So I started playing baseball at like a low level. I was seven. And out of when I turned like 10 or something, this is where people started to say like, Hey, he's pretty good. Like maybe he has potential. I really started liking baseball. And up till now, I really love baseball. It's my favorite sport. And, um, yeah, I can see myself going for, uh, very far. And, I mean, both of my parents are athletes. Um, so I had to choose in between uh, swimming, volleyball, and baseball. And uh, my parents just told me, you do whatever you want. Uh, I chose baseball. But, um, yeah, my dad played softball, so he didn't really influence me in playing baseball. So, yeah, it was just a passion about baseball. Unbelievable. It's it's cool to hear that you have that multi-sport background because so often you hear in today's world is you got to play one sport, you got to specialize and that kind of thing. And yet uh, everybody I talk to seems to be more confident because they were able to kind of think outside the box and think outside the, the game itself because they have that background in a bunch of different sports. How integral has that been and how integral has it been to have your folks being uh, in your corner as well and, and cheering you on every step of the way, even though they might be a few provinces out? Um, I think it, I think it's great. Like, I mean, just having friends cheering you up about uh, whatever you do in life is always amazing. And just like you said about other sports, um, just like I said, sports can bring a lot to life and other sports can bring a lot to other sports. So um, I think it's, um, it's a plus having other sports in your background 
And I think everybody should be athletes and not focusing on only one sport and doing everything that they can to uh, be an athlete. And POs, uh, pitchers only, are usually called non-athletes because we only pitch. But um, if you can be an athlete on the mound, it's just a plus. And, yeah. You talked a lot about your confidence. I want to know where you see your potential in the game. How far do you see yourself going? Oh, I can see myself going to the big leagues. I can see myself going in MLB, but um, I see it as just, I see it as a mountain. If you look at the top of the mountain, you'll see it's a long way and you might quit in between because you're always far. So I set my, myself uh, some little goals um, slowly, slow, uh, slowly, and just go, uh, you just climb that mountain slowly. So you're like, hey, I won't climb that hill before that mountain. So you climb that, and then you climb another one, then you climb another one. Then at the end of the day, maybe you're at the top of the mountain, and you barely see it, and you barely saw it because you set, you set yourself some goals. So, um, yeah, I definitely think about going to the big leagues, but um, I would say smaller goals are more important than uh, your your biggest one. Speaking of those smaller goals, you have Stetson now in your sights. I'm curious, what kinds of things are you hoping to work on over the next little while so that you're able to hit the ground running when, once you get to campus? Yeah, um, I would say keeping my grades and uh, baseball side. Um, before, I was, I would say I was a thrower. I didn't know how to pitch. And now I'm kind of starting to be a pitcher which is like locating pitches, uh, throwing for off speeds for strikes. And um, you, you're never the perfect pitcher. So I always got to focus on getting my off speed better and focusing on uh, locating my pitches because you're never perfect. You're never perfect. Even like the best, the best pitchers throw um, 70% strikes and those are the best of the best. So um yeah, I would say just basic stuff, pitching and keeping my grades. Um, keep uh, keep getting better English because my English is not perfect. But um, yeah, if I can have even a better English, I just have small goals, like you said, yeah. Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot about what's in the future and we talked a little bit about what's in the past. I want to, I'm curious, you, you've gone a long way in your baseball journey already and I want to know, is there any mo- uh, memories or moments that stand out most for you so far, the, the things that you're never going to forget, the games or tournaments that uh, were just the, the best of the best? What was maybe some of your, your highlights thus far in your career? Yeah, of course. Um, I remember a lot, actually. Um, one one thing is when, I think it was two years ago, when I was still in Quebec, um, we went down Texas and we played a perfect game tournament. And in finals, I threw the finals. And me and another pitcher, we combined to throw a no-header oh, wow. in the finals. So, yeah, that was super nice. And just the um, Team Canada experience is just, it's just amazing um, how you get treated uh, when you play against um, semi-professional players. Uh, it's just all time. It's just amazing. I love that experience, and it's my last year on Team Canada, and I just hope that it's going to be my best year because I, I love that team. And one other thing is 2018, I think, uh, I went to the Future Games in Indianapolis, and I still remember to that day, um, I was pitching on a bump. I was starting the game 
and I just saw around I would say around 200 scouts behind the plate just staring at me and that was so and that was amazing that was a great experience and I was not even that nervous because I was focused on the game but uh, yeah those few experiences are probably my best so far. You talk about the junior team experience, and and I know even with the dogs, there's that opportunity where you got guys who've been drafted or who are playing minor ball and and that are coming back and or college ball and coming back. And what's it mean to you to be able to kind of pick the brains of some of those athletes and be able to kind of understand where they came from, how they got to where they are, and maybe use some of what they learned to mold into your own game. Mm-hmm. I love I love talking to people. Uh, I love um, sharing experiences. Um, I love knowing their background. And the question I usually ask um, players is, what would you change in your career if you could uh, change something? And they always say a different answer. So by their answers, I try to change um, in my life what I'm like, what could make me better. Because if you talk to a lot of people, sometimes they did some bad things and sometimes they did some great things. So um, if you talk to a lot, you can relate those good things and you can relate those bad things. So um, just experience overall. Experience cannot be cannot be taught. It, it is learned. So uh, that's why I love talking to other players. So one day you might be one of those players who comes back to Dogs Academy and, and it happens to be going and chatting with some of those younger players. And just in, in your experience to this point, I'm curious, what kinds of advice would you give to those who are just getting into the game at Dogs Academy now? What kinds of pieces of advice would you give to them as they go about a journey similar to yours? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that there's always someone that is working harder than you. So even if you you work out and you like you go super hard but for two hours there's definitely someone in the United States that's working out for three hours so um, um, just go all in you you can never there's always someone that is gonna be in front of you and you just gotta get over them all the time um, you just gotta work out all the work hard all the time and sometimes maybe there's that player that is e, like equal talent as you, but that guy doesn't have good grades. And maybe you don't have good grades, but if you had good grades, you could be ahead of him. So um, school is very important too. But I would say just always think that there's someone that is working harder than you in life. And um, if you want to get better, just work harder. It's a wonderful outlook. Final question for you, Simon. What does the game of baseball mean to you? Game of baseball is, uh, learning st- experience for life just like I did it's a passion uh, and I definitely want it to uh, to be my job one day but the game of baseball is just it's a, it's a game but at the same time it's a great experience and I, I just love that game it teaches a lot it teaches a lot it teaches about um, how failing 70% of the time for good hitters is actually good and you gotta learn and you gotta deal with it because this is hard failing is hard but sometimes you gotta deal with failing and um failing can actually 
make you better instead of winning. If sometimes you win, you didn't actually play good. Sometimes you play good and you lose. So losing can teach you a lot. And um, I just think it's a great game, and I'm very fortunate to be playing that game. We're very fortunate to have your time here, Simon. Very much appreciative of it. Thank you so much for sharing your story and all the best as you go forward in your baseball journey. Thank you very much for having me. Another dog to announce his commitment recently was Caden Cerrone. The catcher-turned-outfielder has skyrocketed up the Dogs Academy depth chart and captured the attention of the National Junior College Athletic Association's Crowder College. He won't be alone either as several Dogs teammates are already in Missouri or will be soon, including Dryden Howes, Ricardo Sanchez and Alejandra Cazorla. We talked about that and much more with the 5'10", 160-pound Strathmore native earlier this week. Caden, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Of course. Thanks for having me. Let's talk about uh, the most recent news from you, that being, of course, signing and signing on the dotted line with uh, Crowder College. How did that all come to be? Oh, well, this summer I just started getting more videos of myself and coaches started getting me out there a little bit more. I, so I like reclassed this year. So I was originally a 2020 grad and now I'm a 2021, obviously. But uh, that kind of got me a little bit more exposure and they started talking to me in probably June and got a close relationship with them. And then they offered me in around August and then thought about it for a little bit, talked with my family and then decided to make the decision and committed there for 2021 year. So, yeah. What was it that stood out for you when it came to Crowder? Uh, basically just how good they are. That's really the main thing. Um, like, 2018 uh, World Series champions and like yeah it's just kind of they're really good have a couple other dogs there you know Ricky Sanchez and Bryce Lubke and they're all going there Dryden House is going there with me and Alejandro now so yeah you kind of beat me to the punch when it comes to questions there because I wanted to ask about <laughs> the fact that there are so many of you that are going down there does that make maybe the the transition a little bit easier as you're going to have some familiar faces in the not only in the classes but also uh, obviously in the dugout as well oh yeah for sure yeah it's definitely going to be a lot easier hopefully room with one of them and I already living so I'm living with Alejandro that's who I'm building with right now mm -hmm. so maybe we'll get to room with each other right when we get there and yeah now speaking It'll of Alejandro, easy. It's pretty easy transition. Yeah, and, and speaking of Alejandro, I, when you, it was first announced that you had uh, committed to Crowder, he tweeted at you saying, "From wearing fastball straight off the chest in our first game four <laughs> years ago to now, I'm proud of you, Zero. I wanted to hear the story about taking a fastball straight off the chest. How? Tell us that story. So, it's like extra funny because the guy who hit me in the chest is on the team, so he's <laughs> also at Crowder. So it was my first first game." as a dog um we were in our fall league and i was a catcher back then so i was catching and i haven't seen anything over like I, like in bantam i was the hardest throw on my team and i was throwing 72 mm -hmm. <laughs> and so then this year i go up and uh, i was catching for bryce libke he's throwing like mid eight like 86 87 probably around there um, my little 150 pound self back there behind the plate <laughs> go up to catch first fastball just miss my glove and smack me in the chest ouch it was so funny <laughs> it was pretty embarrassing but yeah come a long way since then so that's for sure did it teach you a little something something about you know making oh, yeah. sure your heads up and all that kind of thing oh yeah that was like that was a big eye opener for what i was getting myself into 
Now, so, you did make that transition from catcher to outfield. Do you still have that in your back pocket kind of thing as you go down to Crowder's? Hey, I can also catch too if, if push comes to shove? Uh, not really. I haven't caught since my last game I caught was in uh, Canada Cup last year in August or whatever. So I haven't really, like, he doesn't, I don't think he really knows about it. I think he knows, but he's not going to, I'm not going to try and catch, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So. Tell us a little bit about your time with Dogs Academy because you came out of Strathmore and and you were doing really well with that program, the Reds program over there. And uh, you come over to Okotoks. What was that transition like, one? And and two, what's the experience been like for you? It's been absolutely amazing. Best best decision I've ever made in my life so far. Um, I was in Strathmore. My first year Bantam, I was thinking of going somewhere else. Didn't really know where. Didn't know what I was going to do. Second year Bantam stayed in Strathmore and then decided that my midget year was definitely going to be the play, like the time when I was going to move. And so we decided on the dogs. I was either going to go there, the Redbirds, or maybe the Jets, never know. But um, decided on Okotoks. And first first time there, I knew it was going to be absolutely amazing. The atmosphere is crazy. Like I remember walking in first time into the field house and Caesar and Laurent are in there. Music is blasting, dancing everywhere, and it just—it was awesome immediately. And the practices were so good, and how they push us so hard—it's so awesome. You mentioned a couple of names there, whether it's Caesar, Laurent. I mean, I, I know as well. You—you you had some uh, opportunities to learn from guys like Jordan Precision as well. What's it been like to be able to have that in your back pocket to learn from guys who have been able to make it to the next level? Yeah, it's it's like nowhere else. Like it's crazy when guys come back for so when they come back for Christmas and even this summer when all the guys are back home. Like it's so awesome how you can learn from those guys who yeah, they've been playing D one baseball now for a year and they know what they're doing. Like Laron is already professional, he's back now coaching and it's really good to learn from those guys. It's awesome. Do you find yourself needing to be a bit of a sponge because a, a day can probably go by pretty quick? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. You got to try and take as much as you can from those guys, and because they got to teach a lot of guys as well. There's 75 like kids in our academy, so you got to take what you can get, and then yeah. Between the baseball side and the education side, what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned? Um, hard work has just basically been my main kind of thing. I I pride myself in it, and it's it's hard. This place is really hard because. You got a lot of stuff to do, even with like now I'm not I'm not in school, but even right now I'm working and we got to work all day and then we go to practice and then we work out as well. And then you basically got to go to bed and you got to find time to do extra work and you got to find the time to get even better than everybody else because you got to yeah, you just got to find ways. It's really tough. I know you have an older brother that played in the WCBL as well, and, and obviously there's a baseball lineage there. What did you learn from him and his experience playing the game uh, in this province, which is, let's face it, as I say all the time, it's well-known for hockey and football. It's not necessarily that powerhouse baseball-wise that a lot of people tend to yeah. tend to believe. Yeah, he was yeah big inspiration for me for going as far as I have. Like, Yeah, kind of showed me that I can go on to play college baseball and do things from a little town in Strath, like in Strathmore, and actually make a name for myself a little bit. And yeah, it was really awesome that he kind of showed me the way. Growing up here in Alberta, obviously hockey and football take center stage a lot of the time. So was it difficult from your standpoint to try to blaze a path in the baseball sphere? Oh uh, yeah, I've been 
I've been wanting to play baseball my whole life. I used to play hockey. I played hockey up until like grade seven, but baseball has definitely always been it. I used to be going to my soccer practices when I was like five years old and my brothers would have baseball practice at the same time. And I'd always just cry until I could go to the baseball practice and watch them play other than going to play soccer. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Where did that come Never from? Never really wanted to do anything else. Where, where did the game uh, of baseball just, come from? My older brothers, they started playing and I watched them traveled all over the place, watching them going down to the States. And my dad would just go play catch while they're playing and, it's really it. Just kind of been my sport since then. You've been able to do a lot in the game so far. Any favorite memories, any tournaments or events that you've taken part in that made you go, man, this is exactly what I had envisioned when I wanted to chase this dream? When we won last year in Florida, that was getting that ring. And, oh, that was a great feeling. That was the that was the big, like, oh, man, this is legit, like, this is awesome. <laughs> I don't know. No words from it even. It's just crazy. What was it about that team? Why was it that it did so well? Because everybody I've talked to from that team says that was the, the moment everybody kind of went, there's something special about it. What was it in your eyes? It was our team. We were so tight that year, like so tight. Um, yeah, there is no, no grudges on that team at all. We, Everybody was for each other. Like, you're playing for the team. It was awesome. That team was amazing. Loved it. I came up. So I was on the red team originally the start of that year. And then I came up in May. And then it was just like, boom, on the team, like playing all the time. And it was, I don't know. It's no words again. It's so awesome. Is there a piece of you that hopes that the the group of you that's going to Crowder can kind of recapture some of that magic and kind of maybe become a bit of a, a leadership group amongst that team to say, hey, we did really well at the high school level. Follow us. We'll show you what it's like to be victorious at the college level, too. Yeah, exactly. That was yeah another thing about us all going there together. It's going to be just like that. So hopefully win a, win a couple more championships there. What kinds of things do you hope to work on game-wise over the next little while to make sure that you are ready to rock and roll when you do get down to Crowder? I'm hopefully going to start running even more, like a little bit faster and hopefully get down to like a six, six, four, five ish 60 time and keep my like contact up and less strikeouts every year and yeah, putting the ball in play, trying to beat stuff out. How challenging has it been to try to uh, kind of gain a little bit of experience and gain a little bit of strength and all that kind of thing when you've got this whole pandemic thing looming over your head? Well, it was definitely harder uh, earlier in the year. I remember uh, like when we first started, I was just working out at home. We built a gym in my shop, like me and my dad, we just got some metal weights together and I was thankful enough to have that because lots of other guys couldn't work out at all. But yeah, I just found some ways to do it, hitting in my garage, hitting in my basement, stuff like that. And then once the snow kind of went away, it was a little bit better. We could go out into a field with like three or four other guys, go hit on the field. And then, but now, now with the, with the academy back up and running, it's been a little bit easier, but uh, still smaller groups when we're working out. So it's a little bit more different. And then we got to wear masks at all times. So we got the circuit coming up. So that's like our main training uh, thing. And we got to wear masks during that. And it's already hard enough. Everybody's already throwing up during it. So <laughs> it's going to be pretty tough with the masks. 
Is it one of those things, though, when you have a, a slowdown like that, everybody kind of figures they've got to put the, the brakes on, whereas I'm sure a lot of your coaches said, this is where the rubber kind of meets the road. This is your mm-hmm. opportunity to maybe catch up and pass some of those who are maybe taking a bit of a break. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Our whole, our whole academy was. There's nobody who is just like, oh man, nice. We got a, we got a three month break until we can practice again. There's nobody like that. It was, it was go, 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 go. Like you got to find a way to do something, and everybody wanted to. It wasn't, it wasn't forced upon each other. Like, I know our coaches gave us, uh, like some kind of throwing programs and a little bit of workouts, just without weights and stuff like that, just body weight stuff. But everyone wanted to do it. You wanted to go and do something. Like you want to get better, so then you could eventually make it to the next level. Because if you're not doing anything for six months, it's going to be pretty tough to come back. So, whether it was coaches, whether it was teammates, maybe it was family members, who would you single out as maybe being inspirational, motivational, that kind of thing to to help you get to where you're at right now? Um, I think it's got to be my my older brother. It's I've always wanted to pass him in everything I, we always have competitions who's been t- like who's taller right now who's weighing more like stuff like that I always want to pass him and be better than him so that's probably been my main inspiration who's running faster who's hitting the ball further and yeah very cool from that standpoint then where do you got to go after Crowder are you hoping D1 are you hoping to get maybe some attention uh from major league scouts what's sort of the game plan over the next maybe three four years from now Oh yeah, the, I can. I mean, the main goal is like since I've been starting playing baseball, I guess, is to be drafted. So that's always up there. And then yeah, hopefully go on and play D one after the two years. Very cool. Final question for you, Caden. What does the game of baseball mean to you? It means my life. I don't know. It's everything for me. Literally everything. It's awesome. I I never want to stop playing. Hopefully you don't have to anytime soon. Caden, (laughs) appreciate the time. Thank you so much for joining us, telling your story, and all the best going forward. Thank you very much. A couple of well-spoken young men making names for themselves in baseball. Thanks again to Simon Lucinia and Caden Cerrone for joining us this week. We look forward to sharing a few more of those college commitment stories in future episodes. We'd also like to thank all of you for downloading and listening. If you haven't already, leave us a rating and review wherever you listen, which will help spread the word about what we're up to. Until next time, thanks for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.